This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. You know, as a young kid, I remember watching the Cisco Kid on TV. I'm pretty sure one Christmas my folks gave me a pair of six guns that seemed identical to those carried by the hero of the Old West and his pal Poncho. In O. Henry's original story, the character is a 25-year-old desperado in the Texas-Mexico border country who bears little resemblance to later interpretations. He kills for sport and is responsible for at least 18 deaths. Now, the Cisco Kid came to radio October 2nd of 1942 with Jackson Beck in the title role and Luis Soren as Pancho. By the time he became known to radio audiences, he was cleaned up quite a bit. The radio episodes ended with one or the other of them making a corny joke about the adventure they had just completed. They would laugh, saying, Oh, Pancho, oh, Cisco, <laughs> and then they'd gallop off while laughing. Well, as I stated, I remember the TV series where the Cisco Kid's sidekick, Pancho, was portrayed by Leo Carrillo, riding a Palomino horse named Loco. The Cisco Kid's horse, that was Diablo, remember that? And I wonder if anyone in the audience tonight watched the character gallop back under the TV screens in the 1994 made-for-TV movie, The Cisco Kid, that starred Jimmy Smits and Cheech Marin as Pancho. So, get set for a laugh or a wince when the corny laughs from Cisco and Pancho will be heard at the very end of the show. Tonight's 1952 episode is entitled, The Outlaw Dropped His Wallet. Here's Adventure. Robin Hood of the Old West. Cisco, the shade is getting closer. This way, Pancho, follow. The Cisco Kid. of the Cisco Kid. It is Saturday night in the little town of Prairie Junction. Hands from the surrounding range country are celebrating payday. Their pockets well filled with money, their throats parched and dry, and needing refreshment. Lights flow from the windows of unpainted buildings lining the rutted main street of the town, while horses tied at hitch rails stand patiently waiting. As our story opens, the Cisco Kid and his ever-present companion, Poncho, are walking along the board sidewalk. 
many people see as you school. Big place this place, Junction. See, amigo. Once in a while, it's all right to come to the town, but for us, eh, it's much better the wide open spaces, eh? For Pancho, see. For Cisco, that's for sure. Now, Pancho, how do you mean that? Cisco always liked the big, wide country. Ride with the wind, to sleep under the stars. And why, Cisco, do you brush your hair so careful? To trim the mustache, to polish your boots? Oh, must always look good, Pancho. Gabrielas always feel better. <laughs> Cisco, Pancho, no. The sweet-smelling stuff you put on your hair is not to catch the bees with. Pancho knows so much. Maybe he tells Cisco, no? Pancho tells Cisco speaks like a trap to catch the beautiful senorita. Oh, Pancho, you cannot... Careful, amigo, you fool. Wait, Pancho. Pick something. Wait, I'll find it. You look too, Pancho. Very dark, Cisco. Yeah, I got it, Pancho. You got it? It went in the street. Huh? Yeah, it's like a wallet. Some probably drop it. It's like coming from the window of the bank. Yeah, you go there and look. She's a wallet, Pancho. What a lot of money in it. The Pancho, the Pancho, the Pancho. Here is the singer's name, born in the leather. The name is Nate Parker. The Pancho, look, look. Aye, the light she go out. Hey, someone turn out the light in the bank. Better be on your way, you two. I beg your pardon, senor. They said you two better move along. Dangerous business standing around in front of a bank. Yeah, what side you got there? The wallet we found belongs to a senor Parker. Found it, did you? But we did, senor. We will now find the owner and give it to him. You just turn it over to me, Andre. I'll find the owner and give it to him. Oh, no, senor. Oh, no? Why not? Because we return it ourselves. We do not know you, senor. I don't know you, but I'll return the wallet. Now give it here. Sorry to do that, senor. I hope I have not hurt your arm. But you understand how it is. Yes, I understand very well. You return it by getting on your horses and riding away as you can. Cisco, why we argue with him? No reason, Pancho. Come, we go. All right, you two. Just don't let the share of that wallet. Hey, Pancho, you see? Uh-huh. It's very hard to make people believe what they do not want to believe. See, Cisco. Better we do what the hombre say, huh? Get on the horse and ride away fast. Ah, no, Pancho, amigo. We find Senor Parker and return his wallet. But, Siski... Hey, Pancho, we start across the street and look in each one until we find him. You got a straight now, Shell? Yeah, sure, Nate. Just wait till the celebrating gets going a little higher, and then we slip out the back way and round to the bank. That's right. It'll be a cinch. Old man Benedict and that man who works for him will be home and asleep. And with all the noise going on around town, won't be any trouble at all. Another round, boys? No, just we've had enough. Got to be hightailing it pretty soon. Got a long ride ahead of us. What do we owe you, partner? That'll be two bucks, six bits, boys. Right. Hey. Joe. Yeah? Lost my wallet. Are you sure? Sure. Had it right in the left-hand hip pocket. Now it's gone. Well, lifted, you reckon? Maybe, but most likely I've lost it. Well, boys, tonight, they have to make room at the bar. Just a minute, friend. We changed our minds. Give us more of the same. He ain't gonna have any trouble paying for it, are you? Shut up, you, and do as he said. Sure, sure, boys. No offense, man. No offense. That's better. You reckon losing that wallet's gonna upset things? No, no, Shell. That wallet had my name engraved on it. Don't like to leave any evidence around town. Momento, please, senor. Yeah? I'm looking for Senor Parker. You happen to know him? No, friend, I never heard of him. Oh, that's too bad. We have looked everywhere for him. Who's that, you? No, but he's asking for one of us. Yeah. I wonder what he wants. 
Uh, better not let him know who we are. Maybe things is getting a little hot around here. First, I lost my wallet, and somebody comes in asking for one of us. Let's get going. Hey, wait a minute. Just might be this hombre found your wallet and wants to return it. Who'd be silly enough to do that? Well, you never can tell. It just might be one honest man. Don't you make me laugh. Hey, go sit at that table in the corner. I'll talk to the fellow. If it should be he's got your wallet, I'll steer him over to you. All right, try it, but don't take any chance. Yeah. Hey, uh, howdy, stranger. Si, senor. Heard you asking about an hombre named Parker. See, si, I'm very anxious to find him. Any particular reason? See, si, a very particular reason. You know him? Yeah, I know him. Oh, that is good. Will you take him to me, please? Not so fast. Uh, just tell me what you want to see him about. Oh, it's a private reason. One I could not discuss with a stranger. Oh, no. Now, look, hombre, I asked you a question, didn't I? That, that I'm not inclined to answer your question. Now, just a minute. When I ask a question, I always get an answer. This time, I'm afraid you'll be disappointed. Oh, I won't. You will let go of my arm, please? Answer my question. Of course, senor. There's trouble here. No trouble, senor. This is a private event. Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. Turn him loose. I will when it is safe to do so. He won't talk to me, Nate. Oh, no? Momento, senor. Your name is Nate? What about it? You are perhaps senor Nate Parker? Well... Don't answer him, Nate. If you are senor Nate Parker, then I have good news for you. Yeah? I have something which is of value to you. What is it? You have lost something, maybe. Maybe. If you will describe it, I will be glad to return it to you. What is it to describe? That is for you to answer. Be careful, Nate. Oh, there is really nothing to be careful about. It's a very simple matter. Just got to be careful, stranger, you know. Well, I did lose something. A wallet. That is as I thought. You will describe the amount of money it contains? Yeah, if I rightly remember, it had about $60 in it. And the kind of wallet it was? Dark brown cowhide. Had my name burned into it. And your name is? Parker. Nate Parker. Oh, very well, Senor Parker. Here is your wallet. Good. Give me it. You better check, see if he didn't steal some of that money. I think you will find the money all there. And now that I have found you, Senor Parker, I go. Adios. And just remember, stranger, next time, don't be so smart when somebody asks you questions. Believe me, senor, with you, there will not be a next time. On your way now, and don't be too sure there won't be a next time. Senor Parker is very gracious. Cisco will always remember him. Again, senores. Adios. He said Cisco. You reckon that's the Cisco kid? Yes, sure, could be. I ain't never seen this Cisco kid, but that hombre sure answers the description. A pretty tough gent to mix with, Nate. Guess we'd better forget this bank job. Sure, you're dumb. You can't talk to anybody without getting in that trouble. Another minute, you'd been trying to slug it out with Cisco. Sort of up to me to straighten things out. Well, it's done now. Uh, about this bank job, we go through with it just the same? No, Shell, I guess we won't. Leastwise, not just the same as we'd planned it. With a Cisco kid in town and knowing us, that stacks things up and anything happens and he'll be after us. Well, this job's too good to miss, Nate. You can figure a way out. You're smart. Yeah. Maybe I can. Let's see now. Yeah. Yeah, I got an idea. This wallet of mine that Cisco returned. Maybe we can get rid of this to do with it. Come on, Shell. We're going down the road to see the sheriff. I'll explain it all to you on the way.
Uh, Senor Parker, he's not very nice when you give him back his pocketbook, Cisco. I am afraid this Parker is a pretty tough hombre, Pancho. Uh-huh. Sometimes it makes Cisco wonder if he's so wise, to be honest. Mm, Pancho trying to tell you this for a long time, Cisco. Oh, Pancho, Cisco was just saying this. Uh-huh. must always be honest, Pancho. Why? Honest. Men always sleep much better at night. Pancho sleep all right at night. In the daytime, too. See, amigo, that proves what I'm telling you. What, 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 what? That Pancho is an honest man, too. Mm, Pancho think maybe, but not too sure. Uh, Cisco, where we go now? Well, Pancho, amigo, we get out of this town. But first, we buy a few things, and then we go, eh? Yeah, it's good with Pancho. Too many people, too many troubles. Come, Pancho. Uh-huh. We go to the stores, and then we ride away. <laughs> Sheriff, we're standing peaceable at the bar when this hombre put the arm on me. This was up at the little six cafe, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, I ain't much of a hand at fighting, Sheriff, being a peace-loving man. But my brother, Shell, here, pitched in and helped me. You needed help, did you? Yeah, he needed help, Sheriff. When I saw this hombre lift my brother's wallet out of his hip pocket after he hit him, I waited right in. You got your wallet back? No. No, he didn't, Sheriff. That's why we're here, to get you to help. His hombre took the wallet, broke away from us, and ran. What's he look like? You got a description of him? Yeah. He's a big, dark, good-looking gent. Maybe you know him. The Cisco Kid. Cisco Kid? Well, now, stranger, that don't sound like Cisco to me. You sure it was him? Sure he's in town? It was him, all right. He grabbed my wallet and lit out. Don't sense. But if you're swearing out a complaint, I'll go along with you and try to find him. Good, good, Sheriff, but uh, you don't mind wait here. We ain't anxious to meet up with him again. No, boys, you'll have to come along. I'll need you as witnesses if we can find him. Hey, Nate, we can't go through with this. Sheriff accuses Cisco of stealing your wallet. All the time, you got it right in your pocket. I know, I know. There's nothing else we can do. We're in this thing. We got to go through with it. Coming, stranger? Um, yes, Sheriff. Yes, we'll, uh, we're right with you. Howdy, Rick. Howdy, Sheriff. Got everything all locked up tight at the bank? Yep, left about an hour ago. Stopped in to buy a few things. I'm on my way home. What are you up to? Got a complaint here about the Cisco kid. You know him? Heard of him. Ain't never seen him. What's the trouble? These two strangers here claim he lifted a wallet from them. Yeah? Say, now, wait a minute. His Cisco kid, is he a big, good-looking hombre that travels with kind of a funny little fat man? Yep, that's Cisco and Poncho. Sheriff, I seen them two looking at a wallet in front of the bank, and I tried to get them to give it to me. You did, eh? Well, that's evidence, all right. Wonder if they left town yet. Well, they ain't gone, Sheriff. I seen them in the gem trading post just now as I was passing. Well, I'll be... Come on, boys, I'll need you. We may have a little bit of trouble with Cisco. I'm afraid he'll spend tonight in jail. Frame up with Cisco as the innocent victim. In just a moment, we'll bring you the exciting climax of this story and the adventure of the Cisco Kid. Oh, my God. 
sheriff approaching to arrest Cisco for stealing Nate Parker's wallet on trumped-up and completely circumstantial evidence, Cisco and Poncho, not suspecting that they're the object of a search, are quietly completing their purchases at the Gem Trading Post. Hey, yeah. Uh, one cinch buckle. Anything else you want? Gracias, no, senor. How much is that? One dollar. One peso? Yeah. Let us go now, Poncho. Yes, Cisco. Go back to the camp now? Oh, we are both tired and... Look, some of those two hombres from the cafe. Yeah, and the sheriff, too. Stand right where you are, Cisco. We are not moving, senor. All right, Parker. Search him. Yeah, sheriff. A momento, sheriff. You told this hombre to search me? That's right. Don't try to resist either. He does not put his hands on me, senor sheriff. I will not allow that. Why should I be searched anyway? Now, Cisco, you know concern well why I'm telling him to search you. And don't start nothing, Cisco. Don't make no trouble. He is not going to lay hands on me. No, try and stop me, you dirty... Oh, sir, push him into me. Hey, I won't. You just go out. No, oh, you will hey, not. Come on, sir. trouble you had up the street, I just thought I'd stop by the bank again. Met Will here, and just as we came by, we heard shots. Yeah, right. Tom Benedict must have come back and surprised the robbers. He's been looted, I see. He's hard Hey, what's this? This leather case of some kind. Hey, you don't suppose... Yeah, right beside the safe, too. Got a name on it. Look, Rick. Nate Parker. Nate Parker? That's the same wallet I saw the Cisco kid looking at. And the same one that was stole from Nate Parker. It all ties up, don't it, Sheriff? Yep, Rick. The Cisco kids robbed this safe and killed Tom Benedict. In the excitement, he dropped this wallet he stole from Nate Parker. Mm, I never believed it. Well, boys, it's just one thing. Come on. We've got some manhunting to do. The Cisco kid's a murderer. Come Pancho, what is wrong? Pancho, not can sleep. Cisco. See? Si. 
Aren't you very much worried? What about him, Milo? Those two hombres were like the sheriff after us. Aren't you think there's something wrong there? Oh, do not worry about that, Pancho. Yeah, no, the no. Parker brothers, they are just mean, bad people who like to make trouble. Yeah. Uh, but they not bother us, amigo. Uh, Pancho got the feeling of troubles. What do you think about breaking the camp and moving away from here, Nazis? Huh? Huh? You do this? You do this? No, no, no. Oh, come. Honest men with that guilty conscience have no cause to worry. We sleep here peacefully. Maybe you sleep, but Pancho not like this. Oh, Pancho. Wait. Something. What is that? Right, it's Fasi coming for Francisco Pachanot, Pachanot. Look, look, he's in trouble. Let us get out of here. Yabo! Lobo! We not have time to saddle, Cisco. No, Pancho, come, hurry. We not make it, Cisco. Hurry, Pancho, Cisco kid and that fat partner of his. You sure? Sure, that's a Cisco kid. They got him trussed up. That can mean just one thing, Shell. Necktie party. Right. They found the wallet for the safe. They knew Cisco had it. Everything's worked out fine. Come on, Shell. We're going to a hanging. And it ain't us that gets hung. <laughs> over this limb and not him with a loop. Look, senor, this has gone far enough. You have no proof that Pancho and I robbed that bank and killed the owner of it? None at all. No? We found the wallet you stole from Nate Parker laying right beside the print of the safe. And that's all the proof we need. But she's going to see the pocketbook. That Parker hombre lied to you. Honestly, do. We got the liars and they're you. And you'll pay with your lives for killing my boss, Tom Benedict. Your boss? I worked for Tom Benedict in the bank. You say the bank safe was robbed. Search us then for the money. If you find it honest, then we are guilty. Uh, you're too smart to carry it with you. 
You probably cast it somewhere. Hey, who are these two? I'm Nick Parker, and this is my brother, Shell. I'm the man that skunk stole the wallet from. And you come just in time to see justice done, mister. Fix the ropes, boys. Already? Wait, senores. I appeal to your fairness. You cannot hang us just because we stole 50 or 60 dollars from that safe. Madre mia. 60 dollars. There were 6,300... See, hombre, speak on. You are going to say $6,300, eh? How do you know how much there was in the safe? Well, I, uh, I, uh, I heard somebody say that that was the amount of what it was. Well, that's about how much there was, all right. But I didn't tell anybody. Look in those saddlebags, senores. How about searching those two for the money? And how about asking them who killed the banker? No! Anybody come near us and you'll eat less. Hell, you fool! There are you killers! Right for your life! Come, come on, there! Get up there! Everybody come in! Get up there! The river, Nate! We're coming to a river! Now, right in. Oh, boy. Go there. Go we do? Swim the horses across? No, the moon's too bright. They'd see us if we tried that. Well, what'll we do? They're coming after us. Get down. Get down and slap your horse hard. I'll do the same. Make them run so as they'll lead those devils away from us. Then you and me will go into the river quick. Put the money in the saddlebag. Yes, the money. we got to save our own skins. Get up there. Get, get, get out of there. Get away. Now, into the river. Swim for it if you want to keep on living. <laughs> Pancho, yeah. those two horses have no riders. Oh, they'll hold up, hold up. What happened to the bandidos? They're not on the horses. They pulled a trick on us. Huh? The money is still in the saddlebags, I think, Pancho. Well, let us catch the horses then. Oh, let us look in the river for the bandidos. Uh, Cisco, Cisco, uh, Pancho, see them in the river. They're there. They're look, look, look. See, see, come. In we go. Come down. Come down. Uh, we will have them very quick, amigo. Uh, we got no guns. We do not need guns to handle these hombres. Come. Swim, shall now get us. Uh, that is right, hombre. We have you now. Come here. Take the other one, Pancho. Pancho, get him. Good, Pancho. Pancho, have any trouble, Cisco? I'm not going to swim. Hold on to Loco. There. He will pull you ashore. Oh, Cisco, I lose hold. It is very deep. Oh, now you finish this fight, I will get you. It's all right. Pancho, stand in the bottom. Good, Pancho can walk to shore. See, Pancho, get the dead. Pancho was very Patrick, very mean trick. Cisco, si. all the time when the posse have us, Pancho think about the trick a rich man played on Pancho when Pancho was a little niño. What was this great thing that Pancho remembered so long? But when Pancho, very small, was a very rich man, he liked to play tricks. He the centavos very hot and throw them into the street for the niños to scramble. Oh, this is not good. Mm. It was the other niños scrambling and get the hands hurt with very hot centavos for Pancho not try it. Certainly not. Pancho have too much sense. Mm, see? And then there is hombre come to the window and wave a big gold piece. He, he throw it out into the street. Did the niños run and try to get it? Yeah, they too smart by this time. Then one or two get a little brave. And, and they fight for the hot gold piece. And they roll in the dust. They get very bad burns on their hands. Oh, that is very cruel, amigo. Yeah, very cruel. And finally, one niño win and run off with the gold piece. Very lucky fella, too. 
Lucky. How do you mean, Pancho? Uh, the gold piece making very rich. You see all this on your machacho, Pancho? Yes, yes. I see all this. Are you just stand there and watch? What do you mean, stand there and watch? Where do you think I get all these scars on my fingers? Oh, Pancho. Oh, Cisco. (laughs) (laughs) And so ends another exciting adventure with O. Henry's famous Robin Hood of the West, the Cisco Kid. Sure to listen again for another thrilling adventure of the Cisco Kid. Cisco Kid was played by Jack Mather, Poncho by Harry Lang. Stay tuned for Duffy's Tavern next on Theater of the Mind. Time now to check in with Archie is tending bar at Duffy's Tavern. Now, that was an American radio situation comedy that ran for a decade on several networks. The program often featured celebrity guest stars, but always hooked them around the misadventures, get-rich-quick schemes, and romantic missteps of the title establishment's metaphor-mixing manager, Archie, portrayed by Ed Gardner, the writer-actor who actually created the series. In 1941, he created a character for This Is New York, a program that he was producing. The character which Gardner played became Archie of Duffy's Tavern. And in the familiar opening, when Irish Eyes Are Smiling, performed either solo or in an old-sounding piano or by a larger orchestra, it's interrupted by the ring of the telephone with Gardner's New Yorkese accent as he answers and owner Duffy uh picks up the dialogue, but he was never heard nor seen, either on the radio program or in the 1945 film adaptation. The series also featured many high-profile guest stars, including Fred Allen, Mel Allen, Lucille Ball, Bing Crosby, Gracie Fields, just to mention a few. And as the series progressed, Archie slipped in and out of a variety of self-imploding plot lines from writing an opera to faking a fortune to marry an heiress. <laughs> Tonight he comes up with the harebrained idea of holding a raffle for his poor patrons. So, let's go back to 1949 and listen in as Archie gets a call from Duffy, the owner of the bar. It's Wednesday night, so we take it out to Duffy's Tavern with our guest tonight, Joan Bennett, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. <laughs> is brought to you by Bristol Myers, makers of Ipana toothpaste and Truchet, the beforehand lotion. Two products that will pay you to remember. Ipana for the smile of beauty, Truchet for softer, lovelier hands. Ipana, Truchet. Hello, 
Hello, Duffy's tavern where the late mate Theodore Archie the man you're speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Tonight, uh, Joan Bennett, the uh, woman in the window. Huh? A mannequin. No, Duffy, on the contrary, she's quite a girlykin. <laughs> yeah, Duffy, a terrific assemblage of punkritude. <laughs> what she got that Mrs. Duffy ain't got? Well, take a look at Mrs. Duffy. <laughs> Are you looking? Well, what you don't see, Joan Bennett's got. <laughs> yeah, she just come back from England. England, it's a little place, just a blonde stone's throw from Ireland. Yeah, she went over there with a bunch of other movie stars Sort of a lend-lease arrangement Yeah, the English sent us their beefs And we sent them our hams <laughs> Well, uh, Joan is coming down tonight To help me raffle off a diamond terrara Huh? Well, it's for Christmas, Duffy To help feed the needy families of 3rd Avenue <laughs> Let them eat cake Duffy, a certain party named Marie Antoinette Once made that same remark and leave me remind you, after they stuck her head in a guillotine, she talked a lot different. <laughs> I'll call you back. Hey, Miss Archie, how many tickets you figured you're going to sell for this raffle? Well, Eddie, that depends a lot on how many people buy them. Mm-hmm. That's a nice round number. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, what are you thinking of giving your girlfriend, Sonia Jones, for Christmas? According to my wallet... A matched set of excuses. <laughs> oh, no dough, huh? That's right. And with Sonia, no dough, no soap. Mm. Ah, them women. Why, why do they have to be that way? Well, Eddie, that's been a problem since time was immoral, you know? <laughs> Anthony had that problem with Cleopatra. Napoleon had it with Josephine. You mean Josephine was wallet-minded, too? You've seen pictures of Napoleon with his hand inside his coat? Yeah. Why do you think he was holding on to? <laughs> but she loved him, Eddie. Yeah, but the trouble is, Sonia never studied history. Oh. And Napoleon didn't have the competition I got. Competition, huh? Yeah, she got one boyfriend that makes perfume, a jeweler. Then there's another one. But just a second. If she's got all them boyfriends, why do you bother to give her anything? I'm number three on the list, and I don't want to lose my rating. <laughs> well, uh, why don't you buy one of these raffle tickets? If you win, you can give her the diamond terrarium. That phony hunk of ice? Well, does she have to know it's phony? I forgot to tell you. She got another boyfriend that's a glass cutter. <laughs> well, don't leave it uh, esprit or decor, Eddie. <clears throat> Uh, by the way, did you get the Christmas tree out of the back room yet? Yeah, that head is there in the corner. I hope it don't get arrested for indecent exposure. <laughs> yeah. Don't look as good as it did last year, does it? No. And last year, it didn't look as good as the year before. Mm, turned a little brown around the gels. What can we do with it, Eddie? Well, we could put a fence around it. A fence? Yeah. You know what the old saying, that things on the other side of the fence look greener? <laughs> Cut the jokes, Eddie. We can fix it up. We'll camouflage it with some of last year's decorations. Yeah, but what are we going to use to camouflage the decorations? Don't worry, Eddie. There's a lot of things around here we could use to hang on a tree. Uh, hello, Arch. Oh, hello, Finnegan. Uh, you sold any tickets for that raffle yet? Uh, no, Arch. And I've been to every house on the block. Well, have you been off the block? Arch, for years. <laughs> <laughs>
Look, what do you do when you go from house to house? Oh, well, uh, I knock on the door, and when they open it, I say, I'm Clifton Finnegan. Yeah, huh? What's the reaction? The usual. Raised eyebrows and a slight gasp. <laughs> uh, then I try to slam the door on me. Then what do you do? I use me head, Arch. Oh. Yeah, I stick me foot in. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, sometimes. Other times I use me foot and stick me head in. Oh. How does that work? Well, that's better. That way it don't hurt so much. Finnegan, sticking your foot and your head in, I can see that you ain't using salesmanship. Salesmanship? Yeah, you see, to be a salesman, the first thing you got to do is to flatter the people. To uh, flatter them, huh? Yeah, you know, for example, when the door opens, you should smile and you say... Well, I didn't know a gorgeous creature like you was going to answer the door. Arch, I tried that. What happened? The guy slugged me. (laughs) Well, you talked out of turn. That's another thing. You see, the smart salesman lets the other guy do all the talking. I tried that too, Arch. One place I went into to sell the tickets, it happened the guy was also a salesman. Yeah? Yeah, so I was cagey. I laid back and I let him do all the talking. What happened? I am now insured against earthquakes. <laughs> and not one ticket sold for all of these needy families. Ain't you ashamed of yourself? Now go on out and try it again. Okay, I, and this time I won't leave one stone unturned. Okay, but don't turn over any rocks. You might find a relative. Uh, now get going. Okay. Hey, look, I... You mind if I leave one shoe here? One shoe? Yeah, it'll help me make change. How? So, tickets are a dime, right? Right. So, in case a guy hands me a quarter, ten fingers and five toes makes 15 cents change. But Finnegan, you got six toes. Oh, you forget the sales tax. <laughs> A human abacus. <clears throat> Go on now, get going. Oh. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Huh? Oh, yeah, she's here. Just a minute. Miss Duffy. Oh, yeah? A phone call for you. <laughs> Ridiculous as it sounds, it's a man. No fooling, gee. Quick, give me the phone. Give me the phone. Steady, old girl. Steady. <clears throat> Hello, Miss Duffy speaking. I'd love to. <laughs> Oh, it's you, Papa. Archie, you tricked me. Yeah, but you was really living there for a minute. (laughs) Uh, what, Papa? Where was I till three o'clock this morning? Well, Papa, yesterday was a busy day. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of things to do. Well, first I had my hair curled and... What'd you do, look in the mirror? (laughs) Shut up, you jerk. No, not you, Papa. The other one here. Uh, so then I went over to Katrinka Yorbitz's for their housewarming. Yeah, they just got a load of colon. Well, anyway, the party got going, and you know how it is, Papa. Everybody started dancing with each other, and Katrinka and I got sick of just sitting around, so... Well, so we went to the movies. Huh? Look, Papa, I 
could tell Mama a few things about the other night when you were supposed to be playing poker. Yeah, I seen him in that game of poker. The chips was very well stacked. <laughs> what, Papa? Okay, it's a deal. We'll both keep our big mouths shut. Miss Duffy, did you and Katrinka enjoy the movies last night? No, we had a terrible time. Two fellas sitting next to us did nothing but annoy us. Oh. So where did the four of you go? <laughs> well, it, it turned out that they were going our way. So, naturally, they offered to give you a lift. Naturally. Yeah. But we warned them that we were nice girls and they'd have to drive us straight home. Well, so far, you've acted like a perfect lady. Yes, but they were no gentlemen. Oh, they didn't drive you straight home. That was the trouble they did. Straight home I think I know the trouble Look, when you got into the guy's car Was it standing under a street lamp? Yeah, I think it was That's where you made your mistake <laughs> Now look, Miss Duffy Joan Bennett's gonna be here any minute To raffle off this Terrara for the needy people And Hey, I wonder if a kiss from a pretty girl would help sell these tickets Miss Duffy, the needy ain't that needy. <laughs> I was referring to Miss Joan Bennett. That's a terrific idea. Joan Bennett kisses the winner, and we'll collect so much dough for the Third Avenue poor people, they'll be coming over here in limousines to thank us. Eddie, Joan Bennett's gonna be here any minute. Now, leave us make the place look Christmassy, huh? We'll put some candles around the tables. Candles? You trying to put Miss Bennett on a diet? What do you mean? Well, if she sees what she's eating, she won't. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. What could we do to make it Christmassy? Uh, I know. We'll take a lot of the Christmas cards we've been receiving and stand them up along the bar. Be the only thing at that bar that's standing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, very funny. Uh, by the way, I just got a card here you did from Sing Sing. I did? Let's see. Hey, it's from Rockpile Roach. <laughs> I didn't know he was still up there. The last time I heard from him, he was waiting for the governor to make up his mind about a reprieve. Let's see what he says. Dear Archie, just a line to wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy. Mm. <laughs> Guess the governor made up his mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that shows you any crime don't pay, huh? Good evening, Archie. Oh, Officer Clancy, how are you tonight? Oh, it is a weary man, I am. Those Christmas crowds milling around and pushing and pulling. Yeah, pretty terrible. Oh, it huh? sure knocks a man out. The hustle and bustle and pushing and shoving. It's enough to drive a man to drink. Yeah, that's right. Well, don't just stand there agreeing with me. Do something about it. <laughs> Okay, Clancy, here you are. Bourbon and soda. On the house. Ah. Archie. This whiskey of yours is slow poison. Slow poison? Well, then don't drink it. Fortunately, I'm a patient man. <laughs> oh, well, enjoy it, Clancy. Tell me, uh, how's the missus? The old biddy? Yeah. Well, as usual. She's been hinting all week for a Christmas present. Oh, how can you tell? She's been easing up on her punches. <laughs> Well, that's a sure sign she loves you, Clancy. You're a hundred proof right. Uh, by the way, by the way, that last drink. Yeah? 
Who poured it? I did. Who drank it? You did. Archie, it's your move. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Clancy, here you are. Have another one. Thank you, thank you. Say, by the way, would you like to have Christmas dinner with me and Mrs. Officer Clancy? Well, thank you. I'll be charmed. We're having a real Christmas dinner. Celery and olives and cranberry sauce and pumpkin pie. And, of course, for the main dish, the old traditional corned beef and cabbage. (laughs) What, Clancy, no turkey? No, it makes the old lady feel too self-conscious. Well, I'll be seeing you, Archie. Okay, Clancy. Um, Miss Archie. Yeah? The woman in the window. What about her? She just walked through the door. Oh, Eddie, that's Joan Bennett. She just got back from England. At the... Talk that pip-pip British store, Eddie, you know. Give her a real English welcome, huh? Uh, you give it to her. You hand her with that John Bold and I am. <laughs> well, Joan Bennett, uh, welcome back to the motherland. Did you have a good time over there, Joan? Wonderful. Yeah, huh? I bet you felt funny driving on the left side of the road, huh? Not at all, Archie. You forget I'm from California. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, how is England? Has uh, the old place changed much? Were you ever there? Was I... Just ain't kidding. <laughs> Joan, I've been up and down the streets of London so often, I still walk cockneyed. <laughs> yeah, in uh, fact, to this day, I get sinuses if I ain't breathing that London Derry air. <laughs> well, what did you do over there? What did I do? Well, uh, the first time I went over to play uh, cricket for... Uh, Washington and Lee and parents. <laughs> you played cricket? Left crick. <clears throat> yeah, it was a great trip. A little rough, but very pleasant. What boat did you go on? Well, naturally, on a boat befitting to a man of my caliber. A tram steamer. <laughs> no, the Queen Mary herself. <clears throat> great crowd we had on board, too. A lot of notables? Uh, A lot of notables? Uh, You mean besides me? Yeah. Oh, sure. We had nothing but the upper dregs. Uh, (laughs) The uh, Count of Essex and his wife, the Discount. uh, (laughs) uh, Lord and Lady Windermere. uh, Lord and Lady Taylor. uh, uh, Lord Byron. Lord Byron? Yeah. He wasn't with Lord Tennyson, was he? Lord Tennyson, Lord Tennyson. Short and stocky, uh, monocle in one eye. Stutters a little. That's the one. Marvelous shuffleboard player. Archie, it happens that Lord Tennyson is dead. What is that? Lord Tennyson is dead. Oh. Well, it was a pretty rough trip. (laughs) In fact, uh, even I had a slight case of mal de mer. (laughs) You know, that's... uh, French, but you can't take it with you. (laughs) But uh, where are my manners here? Oh, Edward. uh, Uh, Yasser, my lord. (laughs) A uh, crumpet of tiffin and uh, some some tea for Miss Bennett. Mm. How many spots? Uh, Tuppence. (laughs) How much is that? That's 12. <laughs> you ain't got enough for 12 spots. Uh, how about just one big blob? <laughs> well, I guess that sounds all right. Uh, okay with you, Joan? Yes, with lemon, please. In a saucer. <laughs> saucer? How bourgeois. Uh, have you ever tried it with a putrid mug? 
No, this will be my first experience. <laughs> well, I think you'll like it. <laughs> Archie, I can see you know all about English dishes. Oh, sure. In fact, they almost married one. <laughs> but by that time, they didn't let us fraternize. <laughs> Say, that's a jolly good one. I must remember to send that into punch. <laughs> yeah, Joan, all this, uh, this talk about England makes me very neuralgic. Yes, I'm getting a little sick myself. Yeah, well, in that case, uh, leave us talk about Hollywood. All right, leave us talk about Hollywood. I saw that last picture of yours. I saw that last picture of yours. You was great. Leave us talk about England. Uh, maybe we better talk about the raffle. What is all this about the raffle, Archie? Well, you see, uh, it's Christmas, and there's a lot of people that ain't going to be too happy. You know, people that ain't got the kind of dough that you and me has got. And uh, I uh, thought I'd try to do a little something to brighten things up for them. So I'm raffling off this genuine diamond terrarium. Uh, the only thing is the raffle tickets ain't going so good, and we thought that maybe if you'd give the winner a kiss, it'd help things. After all, you kissed that Edward G. Robinson. It wasn't even Christmas, either. All right, Archie, if it's for charity, I'll do it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll put on my most kissable lipstick. You're gonna do... Holy cat, she's gonna kiss the winner. But what happens? Suppose the raffle is won by some coothless hoodlum. Some guy that would go after her like she was the free lunch. Archie, you've got to save this girl by hook or by crook. Oh, Duffy's tavern. Oh, no, Duffy. Huh? Oh, the tickets has been going like wild cakes. Yeah. Uh, well, Joan Bennett's gonna pull the tickets out of a hat, and in addition, for charity, she's gonna kiss the winner. You want a hundred tickets, huh? <laughs> but suppose Mrs. Duffy found out you kissed the movie star. Oh, you'll throw up to her a kiss in New York that she got from Tom Brenneman, huh? <laughs> well, is she there? Well, look, you better not let her hear you talking about kissing a strange dame, Duffy, or your name will be Mud. Hello? Hello? So long, Mud. <laughs> I wonder how I could work out this raffle so that charity begins at home. Yes. Oh, hello, oh, Finnegan. How many tickets did you sell? Oh, a bunch of them, Mud. Here's the list of names. Yeah, hey. Hey, Finnegan. You got nothing but a lot of X's down here. How can we tell who's who? They're triple odds. For example, this X here is Mr. Smith, and this X here is Mr. Brown. But how can we tell which is which? Oh, it's Mr. Brown is the guy with the glass eye. <laughs> well, put all the tickets in this, uh, put the tickets in this derby hat here, okay. Finnegan, and I'll go get Joan Bennett and pick out the winner. Yeah, okay, Mr. Finnegan, put, put, put them right here in the hat. Uh, hey, Eddie, I think I'll put my ticket right on top. <laughs> you pretty anxious to win so you can get that kiss from Miss Bennett. Huh? Uh, certainly. Uh, <laughs> what kiss? Didn't you know Miss Bennett's going to kiss the winner? I knew there was a catch to this raffle. <laughs> you, you don't want a kiss? Eddie, that stuff stunts your growth. <laughs> Me? Uh, 
I'd rather blow bubblegum any day. <laughs> bubblegum? Yeah. Mr. Finnegan, ain't you ever heard of the birds and the bees? Yeah, I heard them. But you give them bites your bees, you hunk of bubblegum, and they ain't gonna waste no time kissing either. <laughs> yeah, but what you gonna do if she picks out your ticket? Well, the, the, she won't find it in the hat band. What? I'm putting my ticket right inside the hat band, and she'll never find it. No dame is gonna make a chucker out of me. <laughs> What do you mean? Look at the back of it. It says Woolworth. That's the name of the owner. Uh, <coughs> look. I, uh, I didn't want to let this get out, but this Terrera happens to come from the private collection of the heiress to the Woolworth millions. But isn't her name Hutton? Occasionally, yes. <laughs> Look, Joan, you got no idea what this Terrara is worth. About 29 cents. That's why you and me beg to differ. Archie, don't lie to me. Well, look, well, what's the difference what the winner gets as, as long as the money goes to a worthy charity? But the winner will be disappointed. All right, we'll cover that. So that nobody gets robbed, I'll fix it so I become the winner. I see. And I give you the kiss. You see? Nobody loses. <laughs> Except me. Uh, oh, come on, Joan. Will you do it? But, Archie, with all the tickets in the hat, how will I be able to pick yours? Look, I got an idea. I'll stick mine inside of the hat band, see? <laughs> then you just reach under and pull it out. Okay, Eddie, uh, leave us not the drawing. Now, frame, frame, Mr. Melnick. Miss Joan Bennett will now draw the winning ticket in the raffle sponsored by Honest Archie. And folks, I would like to announce that anybody who bought a hundred tickets for this raffle has no more chance of winning than a man who bought one. <laughs> Miss Bennett will now draw the winning ticket out of the inside of the hat. <clears throat> Uh, have you got the winning ticket there, Miss Bennett? Yes, I have the winning ticket. Huh? And, uh, what is the name? The name is... Clifton Finnegan. <laughs> Clifton Finnegan? I was free! <laughs> Finnegan, that rat in wolf's clothing. Well, I guess I better kiss the winner, Mr. Finnegan. Uh, now, you lay off of me. Don't be afraid. But, uh... Hold still. Oh, this is terrible. What? To think of all the years I've wasted me lips blowing on soup. <laughs> what a waste of osculation. Well, I'm sorry, Archie. I tried. Oh, well, forget about it, Jonas. As long as the dough goes to the poor people. Well, Archie, as long as, you, as that's the way you feel about it, I think you deserve a consolation prize. You mean? Hold still. Mmm. <laughs> 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 
Say, well, right now he's flying over the Christmas tree. <laughs> Time now to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's be here again at the same time next Wednesday. Joan Bennett will soon be seen in the Diana production of The Secret Beyond the Door. Until next Wednesday, then, this is Jimmy Wallington reminding you that for a more sparkling smile, remember Ipana. And for softer, lovelier hands, remember Truche, the beforehand lotion. Ipana, Truche. Stay tuned in for Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately this over NBC, the State. National Broadcasting Company. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Dragnet, followed by Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.